Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of Allen AF, man, an uncut version of myself. Well, I give it to you raw and uncut like drugs. Um, I'm jumping to this today. I am talking about how they're trying to destroy comedy. They're trying to destroy stand-up comedy, the art form, where a comedian can speak his mind. He can speak his truth. They are trying to destroy that. They are. These sensitive people, man, they have sensitive people. That's why everybody should not have a voice. Because, sorry for the noise in my mouth. I'm sucking on a cough drop, man. My son got me under the weather again. Having a toddler, dude. In, in daycare, they stay sick. And they constantly come home and give you these germs. So anyway, they're trying to destroy stand-up comedy, man. And... Perfect example, look at Chris Rock. Chris Rock, after a year, he finally responded to Will Smith, so to what happened to him. And everybody so pissed at Chris Rock. He should let it go. How you gonna tell this grown man to let it go? He got smacked on national television in front of the world, the biggest stage in Hollywood history. He got slapped. And because this is the internet, it showed it every day, all day on news stations, the internet. People talking about it on a podcast. People talking about it everywhere you go. He got slapped on national television. And he took it to the chin. Didn't retaliate. He took it to the chin. Now, every comedian was talking about it. Every nighttime comedian that does the you know, the Tonight Show and all that. All them cats was talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. A year later, Chris Rock talks about it. The one person that it happened to, he talks about it. And everybody's like, whoa, you seem bitter. You are wrong. You need to let it go. That's what they're telling this man. He needs to let it go. How you going to tell somebody how long they're going to be mad at something that happened to them? How are you going to tell somebody how long they should react on something that happened to them? You can't do that. Even Will Smith said, you know, I'm hurt what happened with, you know, to Chris Rock and I wish he had let it go so we could both move on. How are you going to tell this man to let it go? He don't ever have to let that go. You slapped him on national television. He don't ever have to let it go. Oh, he can let it go on his own terms, on his own time. That's when he'll let it go. You can't, you can't tell this man when, you know, it's been enough time, sir. You need to stop. No, hell no. Um, first of all, first of all, he got assaulted in front of everybody. He had to explain to his child, his kids, his children, his mother, his aunties, his family, why the superstar slapped him on national TV. He had to explain to everyone what happened. Then he has to explain to everyone why he didn't do anything. Then, after, after he got slapped, no one consoled him. They all rushed over to Will Smith. Will, are you okay? Are you okay, Will? He committed a crime on national TV. He didn't get arrested. No charges brought up against Will Smith. Nothing happened to Will Smith. But then 
Well, he got banned from the Oscars, and then he won an Oscar that night. But everything happened to Chris Rock. People shouldn't have been talking about his wife. These are jokes, people. These are only jokes. They are jokes. And if you can't take a joke, then get out of the spotlight. Because he ain't joke. Chris Rock has not joked about nobody that wasn't in the spotlight. You know, everybody want to be the victim. Like, like even Michael Jackson's nephew, he comes out, his little ass talking about Chris Rock has been bullying my family for thir- for three decades now. Look, your uncle is the most famous person in history. Okay? You don't have a real job because of your uncle. When you put yourself out there, no matter what it is, you put yourself out there, you are liable to someone talking about you. They can criticize you because you put yourself out there. That's how the game works. And people, you know, he didn't say nothing mean about, you know, Chris Rock, he said some stuff about the Jackson family or whatever, but it never never was malicious. Malicious. He talked about what they did. You know, like Prince, perfect example. Prince was the man. Chris Rock never really said a joke about Prince because Prince didn't do anything. Prince wasn't brought up with charges with children. Prince was the most flamboyantly sexual dude we have ever seen. And no one really questioned his sexuality. They just let him be. He was with some of the finest women. And... You know, nobody said anything. He was weird, but he was the man. He was an artist. He was the man. You know, Michael Jackson was weird on another level. And then he had them children. You know, I'm not saying he did it, but he had those accusations or whatever. So comedians talked about it. Yes. Yo, the, the, the nephew need to shut up, dude. You need to be quiet. Because he it's not like he was talking about your grandmother, who not in entertainment, and he was saying something crazy about her. Then, okay, you have a leg to stand on. But you're talking about these grown men who have had a magnificent life because of their little baby brother, Michael. And none of them had real jobs. And he, didn't have, he made this family a superstar family, an iconic family. Y'all, old house is now a museum. His childhood house is now a museum because of how great he is. And you acting like he, we shouldn't talk about him? Dog, stop. That's comedy. We can talk about anyone who put themselves out there. We get talked about and criticized all the time as comedians. Anyone, people sing get criticized. People who speak get criticized. The president gets criticized. Anyone in the spotlight get criticized. And I don't mind that. What I don't like is the people who's scared to put themselves out there, but they criticize everyone else. The reason I say comedy is they're trying to bury comedy. Even me. I got, let me tell you, I did this show, right? And um, somebody emailed my agent when after I did this show. I was so pissed because she lied. And not only did she lie, that's why I say everyone shouldn't have a voice. Because... I did a show for cruise ships, you know, and um, they have we have two different type of shows. We have a PG show where I keep it squeaky clean and I talk about funny stuff, but it's clean, not no cursing. Then we have an adult show where I can say what I want to say. 
Now, if you can't handle the dope show, go to the go to the clean show. If you can't handle a little cuss, cussing, go to the clean show. But this is what this lady responded. The comedian that was a part of the entertainment, he was completely out of line. I understand it was an adult show, but I found him to be disgusting and rude. He was a racist asshole who picked on every gender in the audience. This is what this bitch said. He really played the black card to a level where he made black people uncomfortable. Really? You did a survey and you asked these black people in the show were they uncomfortable? Really? This part that pissed me off because she even told me. We were afraid to leave the show fearing that he would continue his attack on everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. She was afraid to leave the show fearing that I would continue my attack on everyone. Let me explain something to you really quick. During that adult show, people did get up and leave. Um... They went to go to, they went to the restroom. They went to go get drinks. A lot of people came back. Well, it, a lot of people didn't leave. A few people got up and left, went to the restroom, went to go get their drinks. Then they came back. Now, I did not say one joke about none of those people. I saw them get up and walk away. Didn't say nothing. But this bitch going to sit right here and say she was scared to leave fearing. See, she did the Emmett Till thing. She did the old white, um, I'm a victim. I'm scared. I'm scared of the black dude on stage bullshit. We were afraid to leave the show fearing that he would continue his attack on everyone. I was I didn't I'm not the type of comedian to be like, look at this dude's shirt and talk about. No, that's not what happened. I don't pick on the audience during my shows. All right. So she dug in deep and brought up this bullshit that never happened. And now I can't do that cruise ship no more because of this funky hoe who said these lies about me. That's what I'm saying, dude. If you don't like this show, it costs you nothing to get up and walk out. It costs you nothing. But you decided to go home, write an email, and and, and see the, the, the cruise lines and comedy clubs and venues are so scared to lose a customer to piss a customer off that they won't be like, listen, we got two types of shows, a PG show and a rated R show. If you didn't like what he said, you could have left. He wasn't going to attack you. This bitch made it seem like I was on stage with a gun in my hand. Like, bitch, where you going? You better laugh, bitch. Don't sit right here and lie. You know, and because everybody don't, nobody wants to, you know, they want to cater to the sensitive crowd. These bitch-made-ass people, they want to cater to these people and say, hey, we got to tone it down, man. We're getting complaints. Instead of saying, hey, we got two different types of shows. If you can't handle that show, go to the PG show. Or if you can't handle either show, don't go. That's your choice to not go to the shows. Nobody knocked on your cabin and said, I better see you at the show tonight. That's not how it works. If you don't like the show, don't go. Don't go to the show or go to the show and just leave. Stop, man, with the, with, with the silliness, man. Please.
Stop with the silliness. It's, um, that's why right now, man, I'm about to, you know, I mean, I'm overqualified for what I was doing anyway. It was just helping me pay my mortgage. So, but it's taking the fun out of it. It's taking the fun out of, out of what I'm doing. So what I'm about to start doing now is just, you know, renting out theaters and doing my shows there. Just doing my shows on my own. You know, me headlining, renting out theaters, um, venues. So you can't complain to no one. Because I paid for the venue that night. So there's no one to complain to. And first of all, if you, like this one lady said, I was making fun of domestic violence. I was making light of domestic violence. I'm not going to tell you the joke, but this is the gist of it. I talked about how my brother did 28 and a half years in prison, right? 28 and a half years and how I was scared of my brother my whole life. Because he was, you know, he was in jail for murder. 28 and a half years, in and out of prison. And my brother, his girlfriend calls me up and said, can you talk to your brother? He keeps hitting me. And I was like, you know, hitting is wrong. But my brother did 28 and a half years in prison. And you knew that. That's how the joke is, basically. So the joke is not making light of domestic violence. The joke is about making better choices. But she sat in the audience and maybe she was a victim of domestic violence. Maybe that's what it was. And she sat in the audience and she sat there and decided that she didn't like um, the joke I was doing and complained. She sat there and decided she didn't like the joke I was doing and complained. And instead of, you know, what it was is you missed the whole point of the joke because it's about making better choices. To the point where I had I had two elderly people approach me after the show. One was by her, um, I mean, she was with a group of other elderly women and she was like, thank you so much for that joke. You know, and enlightening, you know, you, 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 shedding light on, you shedding light on the real issue. Thank you so much for that joke. And another lady was with her granddaughter and her, her granddaughter was actually getting out of a domestic relationship. She was actually looking for the strength to move on from this dude. And she heard the joke about making better choices. So her and her grandmother was talking to me about the domestic situation she was in. And how the joke helped her. See, you can, there's always two ways to look at this, the, same, the same thing. There's always two ways. One bitch said, I sat right here and making light of domestic violence. Another lady who paid attention said, I helped her. See, these people who want to complain, they look for reasons to complain. They, when, you go into the, when you go into a showroom and you look for a reason to complain, you're going to find one. You're going to find a reason to complain. Because you're not going to receive the message. On stage, I talk about a lot of serious things, but I make it funny because I live a serious life. You know, I live a serious life. So I go on stage and I talk about my life. A lot of stuff I went through was serious, but I'm able to make fun of it. It's therapeutic to me to do that. You know, to find the funny and whatever is going on in my life. 
no matter how painful it was when I was dealing with it, now I can joke about it. And hopefully you can, if you're going through something similar, you can sit back and be, you know laugh like, you know what, everything is going to be all right. That's how I deal with what I've been through. I talk about police brutality when the police have brutalized me multiple times. I talk about that on stage and it helps me heal. So like when I see the police now, they pull me over now. I'm not timid. I'm not still not arguing with them. Never did before. Never will now. I'm not timid. I'm like, how you doing, officer? How's the day going? Both hands on the steering wheel. I'm calm. Now, if I wasn't able to, had, if I didn't have a stage to help me through this or a therapist to help me through this, I'll be, every time the police pull me up, I'll be freaking out like, oh, shit, I remember you choked me. You know what I'm saying? So was it, I'm, I'm actually helping myself. I've got my heart broken and I talk about it on stage. It helps me. So when you sit in the audience and you just, he said this and he said that, dude, stop. Stop. You were ruining comedy, dude. You were ruining comedy. And I brought up Chris Rock. Now, look, Chris Rock, um, after a year, he actually retaliated and said what he said about Will Smith. And I thought it was funny as hell. I, I loved it, actually. He went in on Will Smith, which he should have. You know, people was like, you call Jada a bitch. Look, he got slapped on TV. A word? Calling her a bitch? That's that's a word. He got slapped on TV because Jada gave Will a look. And Will, he was laughing. He snapped out of the laugh and went up there and slapped because he felt like he had to just, he was, like people say, protecting his wife. And then Jada was right there. She laughed. She was grinning. Like, ah, my husband smacked you. I mean, he called he called her a bitch because, you know, everything that happened to him. I, I don't care. Man, look. You cannot smack a man and then well, anyone. You can't hit someone and determine how hard they can retaliate back on you. You can't. You I can't hit I can't hit Somebody and say, now nah, I only hit you on level seven, so you can only hit me back on level seven. No, if I hit somebody, I, I'm expecting the worst. They can come and hit me level 10, dude. You don't, you can't deter, you can't dictate after I didn't conflicted some pain on you how I'm gonna receive it back. It's not how that works, anyway. Um, so people mad at um, Chris Rock now. Chris Rock gave it up. He was like, hey, man, I love Will Smith. I do. But you smacked me. And he told him, he was like, man, everybody was talking shit about Will Smith when that stuff happened with him and him, him and his wife. I called him to check on him. He didn't answer my phone call. And then after everybody talking shit, I didn't say nothing. I called him to check on him. You didn't answer my phone. And then you come smack me. He was hurt. He was hurt. And he retaliated. Yes, he did, and he should have. First of all, that's what comedy is. Commend that dude, Chris Rock, for not getting violent with Will Smith, A. Not pressing charges on Will Smith, B. And retaliating with words instead of violence. That dude right there 
deserve a applaud for that. Maybe other people can, you know, can learn from that. He didn't retaliate. Chris, you know what I'm saying? He didn't retaliate with nothing but words. With words. And he's wrong? He's wrong now? Man, y'all killing me, dude. Y'all are killing me, man, for real. Like comedians, like comedians, be our job is to say things that other people wish they can say. You know, our job is to. I remember I did. I did this joke when. Oh, I want to address this really quick. Now, a lot of people was talking about shit. Chris Rock gotten smacked because they pulled up that thing when he was with um, Ricky Gervais, Seinfeld, and. Louis C.K. and they was using the N word, and Chris, you know, they was they they said they used the N word on stage, and Chris Rock was just sitting there, he was like, yeah, I use it, and he uses it too, and they use it. He was talking to with his white friends, doing that conversation. Uh, you know, me being a comedian, I know how comedians are. We we have conversations that regular people cannot have. We are built differently, you know. I remember when that thing happened with Bill Cosby and it was all comedians was all around and we were talking about rape. And we were making rape jokes. Now, we were among each other, amongst other comedians in a controlled environment and we was talking trash. It happens. People get with their friends you know, like like when they had Donald Trump and he said, I grabbed him by the pussy. He was talking. They, they call it locker room talk. That's what the Republicans call it. They let it slide. That's what men do. Men get around other men who they're comfortable with and they say some fucked up stuff. Yes. Now, personally, I won't let other white dudes sitting around saying the N-word in front of me. You know, I'd have been, oh, dog, dude, dude, chill out with that, man. Personally, I would have. He didn't. You know, that's his choice. I didn't blame him. So be it. These are, first of all, these are people he has known for over 20 years. He know they're not racist. He's known these dudes for over 20 years. He has a relationship with these dudes closer to a, closer than a lot of black people he, uh, relationships he has with them. You know what I'm saying? Him and Louis C.K., they've been boys. He, he knows that Louis is not racist. He know he, they so close, their kids know each other. That's how close these people are. Now it didn't look right to us because, you know, you like man, you don't let these white people say that shit. It didn't look right, but you don't know their relationship, and it was unfortunately it was on camera. You know, now should Chris Rock have gotten smacked for that? No, no, because. Will Smith ain't had nothing to do with that. 